Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 391. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. So I'm super excited today, guys, to share with you our special guest this week, Dr. Sasha Hines. Sasha, welcome to the show. Hi. So excited to be here. Excited to have you here. So I'm going to tell our listeners a little bit about you, and then we'll dive right into the show. So guys, I brought Sasha on the show today because she is an expert in positive psychology, behavioral change, and the science of getting unstuck. And given that you are all business owners and entrepreneurs, we know that this is something that we come up against literally I was going to say every single day, but I'll say uh, probably every five to 15 minutes in our business all day, every day. And so, uh, Sasha, I'm super excited for our listeners to get some great tips from you, uh, you know, in how to deal that, with that. Um, you know, so Sasha has leveraged her academic experience as a former faculty member at the University of Pennsylvania's Master of Applied Positive Psychology program to give her clients the tools to change their lives for good. And she basically runs a private practice where she's helped people to lose weight, stop self-defeating behaviors, build stronger and happier relationships, and find deeper meaning in their lives. So basically, she's going to help us today really learn about the science of getting unstuck, whatever that thing is for you. We all have some area of our lives where we run cycles that I think we can use some help in. Um, She's also a graduate of Harvard University, a working mom, and she's lived on the front line of the battle with perfectionism, so she can help you with that too, which don't we all need a little help with that, Sasha? Awesome. Yes. Awesome. So, so Sasha, first of all, I think it's important to get context. So tell us a little bit about how you decided to make this your life's work and why. Oh my gosh. I mean, the, the, the short version of a very long story is I have a human brain and I had so much chaos in my mind um, and, and sort of was causing my life to sort of unravel a bit and uh, not a bit, a lot. <laughs> and um, I just became fascinated with, I was perplexed really, why the externalities of my life were all great, but the internalities of my life were a mess, right? And how was that even possible that all of these, you know, objectively speaking, things were going well for me that I, you know, gotten into my dream college and and that for me was grabbing the brass ring, yet I still felt that my inner world was so chaotic and messy and unpleasant, which made no sense to me, right? It was felt so contradictory to the, what the world told me, which is you check these boxes and you're going to feel good. And that never seemed to work. I checked the, you know, I would work really, really hard and I checked the box and I didn't feel much better, right? Not at all. So I really became fascinated with understanding, like, what does it mean to be, to live a thriving, flourishing life? Like, what does that actually mean? Because, 
you know, all of this being on the kind of like the striving treadmill, like that's not working for me. Mm-hmm. And I, and I feel like I learned that pretty early on and which is, I look back and I think, gosh, I was really lucky, I think. And it's been, it's been a lesson that I feel like <laughs> there's an, a couple annoying features of our mind. And one of them is that we don't learn from stuff like this. Yes. Like you still have to do it again and again and again. You're like, oh, that's right. This isn't going to make me feel better. I forgot. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. So, like, you know, I think the striving thing has its place, right? But I think that the striving can also completely uh, cause you to actually be even present in your life because you're always so future focused that you're missing, you know, the recognition and the enjoyment of like, hey, everything that five years ago I was like killing myself to achieve is like here right now and I'm not even enjoying it because I'm focused on five years from now. So like what are some ways, Sasha, that you help people to, you know, overcome that, you know, stop that, I guess I want to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think one of the things that I would, you know, I say to my clients all the time, right, is that you hustle for business, but don't hustle for your worthiness. And unfortunately, we conflate the two very often, right? So we make our success in our business or our success in the world be our our worthiness, right? Like that mm-hmm. determines how much we value ourselves or how we feel we are valued as a human being. And once when those two things are conflated, then we've got it does not feel good at all, right? Because um, your your value is always on the line, right? Mm-hmm. So the work is. How do you own your value, own your worthiness, and then, you know, hustle for work, hustle for business, like do put in yes. the effort, right? But yes. they have to be separate. And that is all about managing your mindset, really. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, hustle for business, don't hustle for your worthiness. And I think that that is, wow, that's so profound. And I think that those lines get blurred, especially now, you know, with everything being so public, every move that you make, every step that you take, it's all public. It's all in the mm-hmm. public eye. It's very easy, you know, to to let that crossover happen. So how do you begin to um, kind of pull that back in, in terms of separating the two? And then you said, you know, you have to work on your mindset, obviously, like, where, what are some things that you would give as recommendations because you're talking to all business owners about that. Yeah. And I think this is one of the areas where, you know, obviously um, my background is in positive psychology. I teach, you know, I I work with my clients and I've taught the science of happiness, right? So I'm like deeply steeped in this, this uh, field of study, but I do think that, and there's a lot to all have in the the pop psychology and self-help world, I think is a lot to offer, uh, m- much of which is very valuable. The problem is, is that I think it, sometimes we can like, we can take the messages from the self-help world and uh, kind of apply them in the wrong way, right? Like right. it almost, it almost makes like more pressure and more intensity and more, um, you know, that message of be smarter, faster, better, right? It becomes more pressure, which feel, which is totally counterproductive. So, um, you know, the first thing that I would do with any client, with anyone is helping them understand the way that our brain works and that, you know, the external circumstance or the sort of events of our life, the, you know, the accolade, the achievement, the number in the bank account, that all of those things that the world tells us are going to, you know, like the awesome stuff, that the world tells us is going to make us feel better 
that none of that actually moves the needle at all. I mean, very little, right? There's a mediator in between that external thing and your emotions. And that is a thought, right? There's a step that we miss. Mm -hmm. And that's that this external circumstance, the number in your bank account, like whether or not you close the deal, that's just an event, right? It's a fact of our life. And it means really nothing until we have a thought about it. And when we have a thought about it, that what we make it mean creates our emotion. And so where, you know, where you have to do your work is on at that level, like at that cognitive level, right? What are you going to make this circumstance mean? You can be someone who's doing really well and, you know, your business is taking off, it's booming. It's like all these things are really objectively supposed to be great. But then you could be telling yourself, you know, a narrative like, I can't keep this up. This is right. all, right. you know, like it's mm-hmm, all going to fall mm-hmm. to pieces. And then you feel anxious and stressed. So you can't even enjoy the success because of what you're telling yourself. Yes. Yes. You're in the moment of the thing and you're not even able to be in the moment of the thing because you're worried about the thing like not sustaining or going away or, you know, whatever the case. Yeah. No, I, I exactly. couldn't agree more. I couldn't exactly. agree more. You know, I think one of the things, you know, that, that sticks out to me, Sasha, is that, you know, uh, we do uh, engage in a lot of self-sabotage. And I think sometimes when you're a high achiever, you mm-hmm. don't believe that you do that. Because you are a striver and you are accomplishing great things and you are moving so fast and hustling so hard. So talk to me a little bit about um, the self-sabotage with overachievers and, and some ways to unravel that. Yeah, I mean, I one of the things that I talk about with my clients all the time is what I call emotional novocaine. It's like, what what are we, what are the things that we do to blunt our negative emotions? Right. To not make them feel so bad. Mm -hmm. So that could look like overeating, over drinking, over watching, you know, watching too much TV, um, anything that we do to kind of check out and avoid those feelings. But when I work with high achieving people, they may, that may not be their kind of like drug of choice, so to speak. Right. A lot of overachievers or high achievers, they buffer, they kind of, their emotional novocaine is busyness or action, just like doing stuff to, they make themselves feel better by doing more, right? Mm -hmm. Like checking more items off the list, even though that may not be the most efficient thing for them. It -hmm. actually may not be the most productive approach, but they're like, well, they just feel better if they're like in motion. Right. So they, I see that frequently. And I also see people using achievement as a buffer, right? Using achievement as their emotional novocaine. So that's like every, they have, you know, they, they achieve something, they get their little hit of dopamine and then they don't, you know, then they, we adapt to that level of success. And now we need another hit. Mm-hmm. We need another hit. Right. And, um, you know, it's like, you're constantly grasping, but to feel, and but the achieving isn't for the, the, the experience of it, like, oh, I'm, I'm growing, I'm developing, I'm evolving as a person and I'm getting the results. And that's so exciting to watch this process unfold. That's not the energy with which is happening. It's like, mm-hmm. I have to achieve because if I don't, I'm going to feel crappy, right? right. I need to right. keep achieving to feel better. Um, and, and that very often will lead people to, you know, that this, they hit the brick wall, they burn out. 
Yes. It's exhausting. Yes. Yes. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, you know, I know that you study the science of happiness and a lot of the work that you're doing with people is helping them to recover from whatever it is that they've been doing, you know, self-sabotage, um, whatever area of life that's been impacting or influencing. What do you find with the clients that you see make the most progress and really do reclaim their happiness? What are some of the, the highest commonalities amongst them? Hmm. I mean, I, this sounds so obvious, but it, it really surprisingly isn't obvious to a lot of my clients, like doing the work, right? Mm-hmm. Just doing the work mm-hmm. and showing up and actually, you know, I have, there's a framework that we use to examine sort of what you're, what's, what's happening in your mind right this minute. What are the thoughts that you have? Are those thoughts serving you? Like there's a whole framework, um, and a lot of exercises and stuff to do. And the, and the clients that show up and are applying the, that work to their life and doing it. I mean, I haven't had a client who didn't get amazing results because when you manage, when you really learn the tools, how to manage your thinking and, and use your mind to serve you and not to sabotage you. I mean, it's, Game changing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you said do the work. So I think maybe for our listeners, the question for them is like, but how do I do the work? Like, what is the work that I should be doing to try and master my mind? Like, what are some things that you would tell them to to get started with that would make a difference for them beginning down this path? Right. Well, um, I think that the first step would be like, where are, you know, there's always going to be, um, you know, something that you're during your day and it's, you don't, it doesn't have to be something, something like really self-destructive. It could be little things like you procrastinate on certain things or you, you find yourself avoiding stuff. And the, the, so the, the work would be, okay, hold on, pause, what's going on here and asking yourself, okay, so if the action is, I'm not, I'm blowing off, you know, I'm supposed to be writing something. I have a deadline and I'm blowing it off. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the action. And all of our actions are fueled by an emotion. Our emotions create our actions, right? The action is derivative of the emotion. So then it would be, okay, well, what's the, what's the emotion I'm feeling? It could be anxiety, right? Often that's like the part and parcel, right? If you're avoiding something, typically there's some anxiety there. So you're like, okay, I'm feeling anxious, right? And then then sort of reverse engineering, I use this cognitive model with my clients, but reverse engineering it and, okay, well, what's the belief or the thought that's creating that anxiety, right? Working your way backwards. And this, it's, again, it gets very, um, you know, it seems so deliberate and sort of, you know, slow going, but- right. the, but understanding like what is the what is the thought or what's the belief that you're telling yourself about this writing thing that's holding you back that's stymieing you right that's making you anxious right cuz i don't i don't work when i'm feeling anxious like i'm not that productive either right 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 exactly yeah but once you realize that the anxiety is not actually anything more than the result of my thoughts now, now we got something to work with here, right? Because mm-hmm. I can change mm-hmm. how I'm thinking about it. I can change mm-hmm. the way I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I can't change the external realities of my life, but I can certainly change the way I think about it. Right, right. 
Right. And, and so how do you help people develop like a daily practice or, you know, something that they do ongoing to try and like address that thing that they know that they do, right? I think we all have a thing that we know that we do yeah. that isn't really like the best thing, whether it's procrastination or, you know, any of the other things that you mentioned, like what's kind of a, a, a daily practice or maybe just like a set um, protocol that you have them go through kind of when, when you catch when they catch themselves doing these types of things. Yeah. So what I use with my clients is something that I call the cognitive coaching model. Um, and what it is essentially is derivative of Albert Ellis's ABC model. He's the, one of the fathers of cognitive behavioral, um, therapy and his particular brand of it was called REBT, rational mode of behavioral therapy. But so he has a model that he called the ABC model. So that was, there's an activating event, which is the A, which triggers a belief. There's the B, right? And then the belief creates a consequence. So what I've done with the model with this ABC model is just flushed it out a little bit. I think it makes it easier for lay people to fill it out on their own. So there's an activating event. So I'll give you, you know, real examples. So it's not so esoteric, but the activating event could be, um, you know, you sitting down to my desk and making a to-do list, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's like, it's totally neutral. I'm just writing a list of things and it's completely neutral. It means nothing. But it triggers this belief. And my belief is I have so much to do. Mm-hmm. And when I'm, and so then when I'm believing the belief, so there's sort of two consequences there's the emotional consequence, and then there's the behavioral consequence, right? So the belief then creates an emotion, and the emotion for me would be overwhelm, right? I feel overwhelmed. And then the emotion creates the behavior. So the behavior, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, the behavior would be, I mean, typically when we're feeling overwhelmed, we actually kind of dig our head in the sand. We normally engage in some kind of avoidance right. behavior. We're like overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, Instagram looks so interesting right now. Yes, <laughs> so yes, yes, right? absolutely. So we do all sorts of, you know, avoidance things. And then, and everyone has their particular variety of those behaviors. And then the behavior then creates an end result, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the overall consequence. So the end result would be, I don't get stuff, you know, I'm not efficiently getting stuff done. And here's the, the rub. It's like the end result always proves our original belief to be true. And my original belief was I have so much to do, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my end result is that like, I'm not getting stuff done efficiently, So now I'm just giving my brain more evidence that this thought that I have, that I have so much to do is true. Mm -hmm. It's not just a thought, like it's a fact. Right. Right. And once you begin to see you, you know, you literally take your brain and putting it on paper, like, oh, this is the thought process. This is what's happening. Once you begin to see this, then you can reverse engineer like, okay, what's the end result that I really do want? Yes like efficiently getting, knocking off the items on my to-do list. Yeah. What would be the behaviors that would give me the highest likelihood of achieving that end result, right? Like scheduling my day, um, allotting a certain amount of time to do certain things, like planning it out, right? All of those things would help me get this stuff done one by one, right? What would be the emotion that would fuel that behavior and so on and so forth, right? You work your way backwards. Yeah. So the, you know, the emotion might be, um, 
committed or determined or focused, right? And so then I would then I would ask myself, well, what's the thought that's going to create this emotion for me mm-hmm. of feeling focused, not overwhelmed? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like the number one thing I need to do is fire this thought that I have so much to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I would work on practicing a new thought, which would be something like, this is, I can tackle this one at a time, or, you know, like rem- yes. whatever thought yes. is that works for you. And when, and our brains are like little puppies, you know, it wants to piddle off the, it's potty training a puppy, right? It wants to pee off of the newspaper. So you're not going to like kick the puppy. You're going to lovingly take the puppy back and bring it back to the newspaper. It's sure. The newspaper is the new thought, right? Your brain is automatically going to want to go down the road of like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I've got so much to do. And you're like, no. I hear you. I know you think you're busy, but we're just going to practice this today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and this is just a skill like practicing yoga poses. It's just a skill like learning a language. It's, you know, you can train your mind to rewire itself, right? Like the same process that you're doing when you're learning any other skill. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, so I I mean, I think basically how we feel and what we're thinking really determine the quality of our lives. And what you're saying is, is, hey, you know, we take time to work on a lot of other things, but maybe don't really take the time that is deserving to work on the way that we think, the way that we cope when we're stressed, um, identifying and, and paying attention to our own things that either cause us to be happy or unhappy. And you're saying like, hey, like these are these are steps that you can take that actually can change that for you if you place enough importance on it to be willing to, to spend the time to invest in it, right? Oh, totally. I mean, if you the, – the reality is it's just about being willing to challenge and question your beliefs – um, and, and I think having a framework in which to do that makes it much easier. But I, I think that people sometimes are unwilling to examine their mind because that we, you know, it's, we've grown up in a world of therapy where examining your mind means, you know, years of analysis. Like who mm-hmm. wants to do that? It's not mm-hmm. necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What, Absolutely. what, what, what's important is what are you thinking right now? It, not necessarily doesn't necessarily matter how you came to have this set of beliefs. What matters is what are you currently believing now that's either serving you or not serving you. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. So um, th- this is such a great conversation, Sasha. I could keep it going for hours, but we, we're coming to the end of our time here together. So yeah. you know, what would be some parting thoughts, just like a parting piece of wisdom that you would want to leave entrepreneurs with specifically when it comes to this this topic of happiness and training your mind and, and all of that? That it's really important to mind your mind. You have to pay attention to what narratives, what stories you're telling yourself. Because the way that our brains work is that we have this, it's called confirmation bias. Our cognition creates the sort of the lens through which we see the world. So if you're telling yourself, you know, I'm, there's too much to do, or I'm so busy, or I'm, you know, then that's what you're going to see is just how you are, you know, how you are so overwhelmed and busy. That's what you're going to see. If you're telling yourself, um, 
you know, like this, I'm, this is never going to take off. It's never going to work. Like that's the evidence. And then you're kind of tuning into that evidence. Mm-hmm. So re- the first step is really being examining like what are and paying attention to what are the stories or the beliefs that I'm currently have is this getting me what I want like is this getting me the end result that I really want mm-hmm. and if it's not being willing to practice something different yeah i love it i love it uh sasha where can people learn more about the work that you're doing i know that yeah. you're obviously in the education space but you also have your own practice as well like how do people get in touch with you and how can they learn more um, you can find me on my website, which is, um, Dr. Dr. Sasha Hines.com. So Dr. S-A-S-H-A-H-E-I-N-Z.com or on Instagram, um, just the same handle at Dr. Dr. Sasha Hines there too. Yep. But this, I mean, you can change your life with this, right? You, you can have, you can put anything you want in the end result line and then work your way backwards. It's, you're a thought away from changing your life always. All right, to all my listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you guys so much for being here with us. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Wait, before you put down your phone, one more thing. When you're ready to build an unstoppable business around a life you absolutely love, text in the word IGNITE to 44222. All you have to do is minimize the screen and text in the word IGNITE to 44222 to schedule a free consultation with me to learn how you can switch your business into high gear, rapid growth, and high profitability fast. Text in IGNITE to 44222.